I don't know. Me, I like interviews like this. Where it's just like we're having fun, we're having a nice conversation. Yeah, Nothing's forced. It just flow through, you know? <laughs> Stop blushing, like, bro. Stop blushing, bro. Who got you smiling like that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ask for interviews and then they'll come with like 30 questions. Like, I want to ask this or that. Right. I'll be like, come on. Like, I don't want to talk about all this nonsense. Or, mm. I just want to talk about like these questions. We could talk about this, but what these ones don't even ask me. What didn't you want to talk about today? So we'll, we'll bleep a, it this out. Is trick, <laughs> this is a trick to get him to talk about it. Have you ever have you ever been in that instance when you like accidentally farted in class a little too loud and everyone looks at you? So you panic and you just put all your faith into scooting the chair backwards and hoping it makes a song or a sound that is like <laughs> replicates the fart you accidentally just yeah. let out. We all live the same childhood, I think. You know, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But our pastime wasn't throwing shit off the side of the cliff during spare. It well, I mean, it was one time. It was one week. <laughs> spent four days collecting stuff and then on the fifth we threw it off a cliff <laughs> and on the fifth day <laughs> and on the fifth the day i saw a microwave get chucked down 50 feet of sheer rock face <laughs> dude just wait till thousands of years from now those are dug up as ancient artifacts <laughs> it's like it's like when uh in front of our student house they were ripping apart the sidewalk to redo the pour on it <laughs> And we put our first year bong that mm-hmm. we kept. We just never used it. We just put it in like the the wet cement. Yeah, it's and a, like hope that it just dried over. It's so a part of it's a part of the city now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's definitely a hazard. <laughs> but yeah, the worms are just ripping fat tokes underneath there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, welcome everyone to the tenth episode of the Down of the Wire podcast. Wow. The 10th episode, we made it. The big one oh. This is the big one. Jeez, man. All eyes are on this one. Right. This is a... the 10th anniversary. Yeah. Wow. The 10th anniversary. <laughs> the week, 10th week anniversary. But yeah, we got a huge episode today. We got FTG Reggie coming on the show later. Mm-hmm. Ottawa goat. Yeah. Hanging out with some a more literal Ottawa. fucking goat. Three Ottawa goats. Like an actual fucking goat. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought we meant FTG Reggie, like the rapper. No, there's also an <laughs> FTG Reggie, the goat. And he's an actual just goat from a farm nearby. He's got some clout going on. So, yeah. In we the got, country. We, we got farm ties. <laughs> <laughs> we got a farm guy. <laughs> yeah, no, but we do we do have the, the young legend on the show later this episode. And I just want to say, 10 episodes in, um, got a great reception. I think we're doing well. People are coming up and they're like like really loving the show. I mm-hmm. get people sending me screenshots and they're like, "Yo, I fucking love this. I've this got, is hilarious." I've like, definitely been getting more love since in these past yeah. 10 weeks with our content than I had been before. The past 3 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it makes it seem really long, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I had people coming up to me like on the streets or like, oh, look at these fucking Johnsons over here. I'm like, all right, we're getting to the subliminal fucking, yeah, dude. if you know, you know type people shit. People have been calling stuff Johnson. S- someone texts me, they're like, John's an idiot. I don't, you know, I don't know anyone that's gone stabbed with a kiwi spoon before. And I was like, that's hilarious. People yeah. are listening. People are really taking... No, I'm shout out to everyone that's been listening. It's so, so far. funny. Here's a funny story. I'm, I just moved recently, and uh, <laughs> my girlfriend like we're unloading her silverware, and there's a spoon 
with a fucking knobbed edge on it. And I was like, what's that for? She's like, Kiwis. I said, we're getting rid of that. I said, no way. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, man, seriously, shout out to everyone saying we're doing good so far. And you know, it's good to hear because I'm very critical of myself. Yes. So like after a show, I'll be like, that was fucking terrible joke or like yo you should have fucking said that you big mm-hmm. dummy or like during an interview it's like you fucking ummed too many times dude. yeah it's just like bro fucking uh fuck you man as i'm watching my own fucking video Racco just but racco just in the mirror afterwards just <laughs> <laughs> you had a we could have had a way better poop pun like <laughs> stupid 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like if i am in a position where i think we could be doing better and people still fuck with it i guess that's good so i'm gonna try being less hard on myself yeah. i honestly forward. don't think we could be doing better yeah well <laughs> <laughs> it's a good cop great cop situation <laughs> <laughs> think back this intro could have been a lot better fuck do you want to re-rate take stupid, it stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking killing this shit <laughs> no i want to retake it that was a fucking comeback joke let's go <laughs> Before we get into the back page news, though, mm-hmm. we got big news. This is the tenth episode. We're moving up in the world. Yeah, we got an ad coming at you guys. We're selling out. We're selling out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking corporate. The corporate overlords are coming and infiltrate. Have infiltrated down the way. We haven't HQ had Wi-Fi in a month, so <laughs> this one's for Wi-Fi. <laughs> this one's for the Wi-Fi. Bill. A portion of the Wi-Fi bill. <laughs> yeah. A portion of the, the interest. We're also this starting a, the interest. This is also a great time to promo our, promo our GoFundMe for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but guys. Here, guys, you gotta check out the podcasting power hour. The podcasting power right. hour. We, it is. It is honestly. We've tried to do a power hour on this podcast. I think this is a different type of power hour. Honestly, I am way more. Not, subs- I'm way more subscribed to this power hour, you know, okay. rather than just a hundred shots of eggnog or sixty shots of eggnog, because that's what our power hour was. <laughs> Stay tuned for nog shots coming. A few this months Christmas. It's coming up. Yeah. I don't know if my stomach's ready. <laughs> for it's my no- third time drinking eggnog about to happen, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Anyways, yes, back to podcast power us. hour recorded live. I think I believe it's on Twitter live every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right. So mm-hmm. that's 6 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Uh, every week, Jeff Townsend, a.k.a. the Indie Podcast Father. Crazy nickname. And Greg, founder of Indie Drop-In Network, is joined by a panel of podcasting experts to answer your podcasting questions. We should honestly tap in ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's a... Uh... Just, yeah, I don't know what I'd even ask. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, so, I, just, just, I don't know where to start. Like, there's so many. <laughs> what a roller coaster. You're like, you know, 10 episodes in, we're fucking killing this. Like, <laughs> but I think we could use some think, advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're never too old to learn, folks. But yeah, they're joined by podcasting experts, answer all your podcasting questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone at any level can join the space, of course. There's no exclusion going on. It's not like here. Good yeah. news for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Greg are certified good guys. <laughs> but uh, if you can't make the space, you can always subscribe to the Podcasting Power Hour podcast at podcastingpowerhour.com. And we got a link in the description. You guys can check it out every Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Live. Check it out. All you stupid podcasters out there that need your questions answered. <laughs> <laughs> Like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you idiots trying to rock the microphone. <laughs> like, go get your questions asked. But let's get the back page news. Oh, oh no, the on-air sign's not on. 
See, this is the stuff we got to iron out. All right, we're ten <laughs> episodes in. Hey, this is the podcast. How do you remember that your set is always set up exactly how you need it to be before the show? Stop smoking weed before the show. <laughs> that's that's the answer. Jeff just rips a fatty toke. <laughs> you gotta stop smoking before the show, boys. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you can't handle it. I can't. Back don't call news. me the indie podcast father for nothing. <laughs> you are my sons. I'm First dead. headline we got here reads: Canberra home invasion trial abandoned as doubts linger over identity of perpetrators. So I know that sounds like kind of boring, but the story is a lot better than that. I promise you that. Let's uh, get scrolling here, Coleman. Let's uh, get someone to explain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the story is. <laughs> so. From what I gather, there's a guy in the front yard and this car pulled up in front of this guy's house and they beat the shit out of him and took his keys, correct? Uh, yeah, I think they they assaulted him in the driveway and then moved in to enter his home. Yes. And then when he was, they were in the home, they were uh, confronted by a, another um, resident of the home. And this is the reason we're running this is specifically for this quote. And this is the first thing he said when faced with a guy with two masked men with one with a gun, one with a machete. He's halfway through cooking a cheesecake. We'll just make that clear as the quote. Very important. Yeah. Because he goes, <laughs> well, you fucked my cheesecake. Game on. That's a direct quote. Direct quote story. <laughs> from, I don't know his name, the cheesecake chef. Hard acts to get caught up in the middle of you know like baking when, a cheesecake when you're making a cheesecake like i feel like there's so much love and energy that you are putting into that right. fucking thing dude and to be abrupt abruptly interrupted by two guys looking for your tv set and your wedding rings well not only that he was making it for his buddy yeah his buddy just got assaulted outside right? these boys are the be- like broing down yeah like, i made this cheesecake for you man you know how frustrating baking is? <laughs> like, like, you got to get the ingredients and everything fucking exact, dude. Like, so, like, the whole process of that, you're already fucking, like, you're on edge. Right? And then someone comes in trying to fucking shit on your cheesecake. That's it. Like, you know. I've had the last it. straw. I would, I honestly, at that point, too, like, I feel like I'd be the guy just be like, you know what? Take what you want, but don't come near the kitchen. Just go about your day. <laughs> Do not come in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't handle the heat, you can't come in the kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know much more about it than that, really. Other than the the what, why why are we talking about? Other than well, that? just the, the act of brotherly love that was interrupted. Is yes, just a, a big shame. So these guys weren't identified. So now the this so these guys aren't even getting justice for having their bro down. Fucking. Yeah, throw down upon the initial like the initial victim of the assault um, thought he recognized one of them as like a, somebody he knew in high school was right. coming back for him. Right. Um, so he like thought he identified him at, to the police. And then when they brought it back up, they like brought out the, out the people that they arrested and they were like, he's like, ah, no. <laughs> so then they just couldn't do anything about That's it. So it, sad, dude. It, it also says that the, the victim then hit final time just yada 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 stole his mother's handbag and ran away could just done that on the sidewalk so like i'm just picturing like you have a fucking cheesecake yeah and you're chasing down someone with your purse down the street <laughs> you're like stop that man <laughs> he's got my purse as you're holding a cheesecake 
Why would they take the cheesecake? You can't leave it on the windowsill. Some cartoon dog's going to sniff it and fucking steal it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you also already got broken a, into once. <laughs> it's actually just a big Tom and Jerry is happening like underneath their feet, dude. Like. <laughs> Tom and Jerry home invasion episode. <laughs> There's a little cherry on the on the top of the cheesecake for this story as well because oh. It oh, I says, thought you were talking uh, about there's a cherry on top of the cheesecake like there would be in a cartoon, you know, just like a perfect... It's a metaphor. It was a metaphor, a good, John. It was a good transition. It was a good transition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Coleman? There's another quote in this story, and it says, uh, Police searched Mr. Allred, who's one of the alleged perpetrators, and allegedly found the keys to the ute, their getaway car, between his clenched buttocks. <laughs> just add that on top. So when you put keys in your butt, do you go metal part first or fob part first? I I think, you know, this is the problem too, is you got to think about how many keys. Is it a ring of keys with like four keys on it? Is it just a car key with a house key on it? You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's a level to this. How many key chains did the guy have, right? Is there a lanyard to it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you stuffing the whole lanyard in there? Or are you leaving a little, a little way on it so you yeah. can pull it out like a guinea pig? <laughs> Yeah, that's, what I was, that's literally what I'm picturing too. Is you, the cop just finds the loop to the lanyard atop, like at the top of his like his like pants, and he just pulls it and pulls like, it and pulls it, and then it just goes, <laughs> and the keys fly out with a little bit of slack. He's just staring back at the yeah. cop. <laughs> There's also cheesecake all over his face. Now put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the next headline we got here. <laughs> next story reads: Trail of slime leads German customs to bag of giant snails. Bags, sorry, bags of giant snails. So there was a literal trail, a snail trail, that led the TSA, whoever people, to a bag that was stuffed with like what giant snails that were illegal yeah 93 giant snails african giant snails and 62 pounds of fish and smoked meat and a suitcase rotten full meat, of actually. rotting meat as well and then the snail just yeah the literally on le- top of the led cheese- them to this illegal bag yeah it was the easiest bust of all time yeah like i just snail would be the worst animal to be you can't get away from anything you're too slow even yeah. if you do get away there's a literal fucking trail <laughs> that shows exactly where your next move is gonna be. You ever watch that movie Turbo? No, it's, like it's just too the uh, snail racing video. It's movie. too unrealistic. Stupid. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just saying, I need a little fucking reality to my like animated movies, like Cars. <laughs> <laughs> like the tortoise and the hare. It pisses me off. Yeah. Just fucking you're rooting for the hare the whole time, oh. and then I don't know where some bullshit happens. Yeah. Turtles are also stupid. What's that? Turtles are stupid. Yeah. Like, you're going to tell me right? that an animal that gets flipped onto its back and then it's just fucked? <laughs> like, no one comes and help it. It's just fucked. I, I actually think turtles are pretty smart because they live pretty long. It's just wisdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like they live long, but they live a bitch life. Like, snail can there's definitely... No, there's no turtle that lived in the fast lane, you know? Yeah, because they're just fucking grooving, dude. They <laughs> Are they, take, dude? Like they're just taking life one step at a time, bro. Like 
kind of hate how they all look like old men too. You know what I mean? They all look like old men. Yeah, turtles. Or do all old men look like turtles? It's funny that you hate them because of that, because that's why I love them. That's they look like old men. (laughs) But they don't look like nice old men, you know? They look like old men that, like, get angry and shake their rake at you when you're in their backyard getting your ball back, you know? Something like that. You ever seen the turtle in Kung Fu Panda? That's a nice-looking old man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty sexy fucking turtle. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just too easy. Snail trail. Story writes itself, man. Yeah. Just apparently one of the snails escaped and like led the the uh, customs officers to the bag with the 92 of his brothers, which I think is a pretty heroic act. He braved the airport tiles to. Yeah, what's going to happen people. to these snails? Like, the like, I hope they don't just road. like get into the wrong hands like a fucking teenager who would just throw a couple of them at the wall. Who, yeah, like what? What's why, the protocol why, on disposal of legal snails? Well, why are you stealing 93 giant snails? Why are you smuggling 93? Like, what do these people know about giant snails that we don't know? There's got to be something. There's, like, it's not a great house pet. You know what I mean? There's fucking slime everywhere. Yeah. Slow as fuck. <laughs> Going down the stairs, like, oh, fuck. He's. 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 It's like a dumb sitcom where it's just a person <laughs> and his snail, dude. Like, it's the dumbest fucking shit. Why are you late for school today? <laughs> just, <laughs> the snail's driving the car. Like. <laughs> just a normal car. No, okay. But he chooses to when drive slow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you make snail jokes, folks. <laughs> I think there's a callback to the donkey penis story because these snails were also smuggled out of um, Nigeria, I believe. Oh. I don't think we ran the donkey, donkey penis story Fuck. though. Yeah, we didn't. I think we held back on that one. To call to to to, to give Coleman context here, we cover a story where like coincidentally, ninety three donkey penises <laughs> were smuggled out of Nigeria as well. <laughs> but that's for another day. Next story. <laughs> Next headline we got here reads: Campsite offers Hans Neiman a million dollars to play chess nude to prove he didn't cheat. All right. In case you have a life, there is a huge, huge chess controversy going on right now. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard of it, basically this Hans Neiman guy, kid from San Francisco, beat uh, the best chess player in the world, mm-hmm. whose name is what? Magnus Carlson. Magnus Carlson. So he beat him, and everyone said there's no way this guy could beat him. Not to say that the kid's not good, but he just, you know. It's just, it's just not, you know what I mean? He's just not the best. You know what I mean? It's like Davis Mills beating Tom Brady. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. It was Rick. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. just, there's no way. There's greater forces at play here. <laughs> so um, people went as far as saying that he cheated via the use of vibrating anal beads in his butt during the match they vibrate <laughs> to help him determine his next move he, he didn't just have them in his pocket he had them in his ass and that was the whole thing <laughs> just as the vibrating anal beads is fun <laughs> those vibrating anal beads in your pocket or are you just happy to see me <laughs> <laughs> but the kid is claiming he didn't mm-hmm. and then this cam website strip chat 
uh, who, they sent him a letter saying we get 400 million viewers on our videos. Mm-hmm. We think it's despicable that they're saying that you cheated via anal beads. We'll pay you a million dollars to do your next match nude to prove that you didn't Cause, have anal cause beads. Because Hans said, time. he said, I'll play the next match fucking butt naked. He did say that. So yeah. like, yo, if you're going to do it, we'll pay you to do it. A million bucks. Yeah. I, and I don't know about what chest purses look like, you know, but I feel like a million bucks is a good... A good dub in the chess world. Do you think Hans is shitting himself right now? He's like, fuck, I might actually have to do this thing naked. And yeah. Gonna see these anal well, beads his ass that. is a bit loose already, so he might I, be shitting himself. Do you, okay, let's let's talk about <laughs> this. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> loose ass, shit, falling, anal beads. You do the work. Um, let's get down to it. Did Does he have anal beads in his ass, Racco? Here's the thing. Who came up with this theory? Because someone Elon. came up with this theory on Reddit. Yes. So it was, and instead of people being like, that's ridiculous. They're so like, crazy, bot- it might just work. <laughs> but like, like, imagine if I was the one that was like, hey, maybe he had anal beads in his ass that was dictating the other guy's every move. And I was like, where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> like, how are you cheating on yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, that's how I used to do it in high school. Only, an anal be- be- only a person <laughs> with anal beads in their ass would say that you have anal beads in your ass. <laughs> Narc. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to, I don't, like, I, I think, think coming he, up. I think he has anal beads in his ass. I like to think, I think he is now in a game of chicken. Anal bead chicken, which is the worst game of chicken you can debatably get into. I don't think he did because you can't have a clear mind when you're horny. I don't think, I think, you know, you can separate the art from the artist, you know, the sport from the athlete. I think this guy is a fucking athlete right now, dude. And he's got a champion's mentality and he'll do whatever he needs to do. It's dirty. It's, it's a it's a dirty way to do it. I'm not gonna, I don't stand for the cheating in chess. I really don't. But I do think he has a dild in his b um <laughs> like this could be like the controversy that like could bring chess to the next level like how steroids like kind of brought um baseball to the next level or like you mm-hmm. know how there's a lot of cheating in baseball as well but i would like to think that we could bring some of the elements from other sports such as walk-up songs for baseball <laughs> and every time this guy enters a uh, like chess tournament uh, good vibrations play <laughs> as he sits down to start his game his match <laughs> i do think though that we could start seeing this in other sports like, oh baseball's dude. a big one the batters they have it in their ass and then they get they're getting signals for what the pitches are when they're coming yeah, dude, you know dude. what i mean i think there's a huge football players too you know they can use that i think there's a huge like uh, i think the chess like the chess league of the world i think it's an international league you know like the international chess league like i feel like they they could have like a whole new line of merchandise too you know like chess shaped chess piece shaped dilds you know what I mean? Vibrator, like chess, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's a whole thing. John's chess, exposing himself. Every time he sees a chess board, he's really excited. <laughs> that bishop looks you guys nice. Don't I don't know. know how much chess I play in the public park. You know? <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I just think that the, the rumor was started by, you know, the big sex toy companies. Yeah. This is who started the rumor. Big Dild. Big Dildo started it. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just they're in cahoots with big pharma. Like, how, how are we gonna get PEDs into chess? Because now chess is gonna start. And now every other sport's on watch right now. They're on notice. Like, oh shit, we can be beating. Yeah. And then we're fucking yeah. beating the system. Kids start doing it. Yeah. They get caught by their parents. Like everyone's beating. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. 
beating, they get now turned beating, on to beating. fucking sex yeah. toys. Yeah. yeah, we got FTG Reggie coming on. A few seconds here. We're going to get that interview going. Yeah. This is a really dope one, man. This was good. This was a good one. Good as fuck. Shout out to uh, Cranium Festival helping us line this one up. Yeah. Shout out to Reggie coming in the studio. The man. He's crazy. Here we go. Shout out Reggie, bro. Five. Because I took a break when I was doing my when I was doing my bed. Mm. So it went down from like 220 monthly. When were you in? Uh, last year. Got arrested. March 3rd. 2021, I want to say. Yeah, 2021. Mm. Yeah, you know. How long were you in for? Like a year. Damn. A year, a little bit. Damn. Who do you think would last longer in jail, me or John? I don't think you guys are getting past the bullpen. I just knew you were going to say neither of us. I knew the answer was going to be neither of us. You guys look too friendly. (laughs) (laughs) But yo, we got a crazy episode today. We got FTG Reggie in the Slide house, man. This bitch, man. Tell him. Coming ahead, we got uh, October 1st, right? We got Cranium Festival coming up. You're about to It's on the 29th. 29th. But my, my, my set is on the 30th. And, uh, September. Yeah, 29th until it. October 1st. Hey, how you feeling right now? Oh, I'm lit. I'm ready. It's my first, like, big, big show in the city. People are looking at you, too. How's that feel? You know, people like I have, I have heard a lot of people hyped for the FTG Reggie show. Yeah. They've how's, been waiting they've feel? been waiting for that for years. How does that feel? Uh, it feels good. feels good. Give me more than that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's love, you know? Everyone's like, yo, are you, are you doing your show? I'm like, yeah, pull up, come through. If you're a real fan, I'll see you in the front. Come on the stage with me, you know, fuck it up. That's sick. Yeah, like, can you give us a, a little teaser ahead of the show? Like, what, what, what can we expect? Like, don't give away too much, but mm-hmm. you know. You can expect so, a whole lot of, a whole lot of turning up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Niggas might be flying out the crowd. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'll be front row, bro. I've always wanted to catch someone in a crowd surf. Oh, fucking joke, call. But yeah, fucking um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna bring out a couple artists with me too. Nice, a couple of the homies, you know. Can you give any names or? Yeah, I San- honestly don't know if I want you to give any names, but yeah. Want we just keep a secret, or you want the names? I, I want. This guy's the worst fucking media personality <laughs> ever. <laughs> I want to want be excited <laughs> at the show, yeah. <laughs> but I also want to know. Dude. I'll, this I'll is like you, Christmas um, for me. I want to know if I got everything I got, but I don't. You okay, know? I'll give you two out of the three. I'm gonna bring out. Okay, so cool. Dwap with my little homies. I have a track with him. We're gonna perform that, and my man Santi. Nice. Yeah, he just dropped his tune last night. I'm pretty sure. You just dropped yes. too. Yeah, I just dropped my shit. You, you guys, did you guys pre it? Yeah. You guys pre it? You've been busy this year. I'm busy, busy. Yeah. Four yeah, the crazy EP's coming too. Year. The EP's coming. I was Bear gonna ask. Like I was gonna ask. So when are we gonna get that body of work? I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty much almost done. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I want to add a couple more tracks to it before I release it. EP or an album? Uh, right now it's at like a eight nine track EP. You trying to push it? To I'm trying full. to push it to like at least twelve. And depending on how I'm feeling that day, I might just say, fuck it, 15, do an album. Why not? Yeah, right? why not? <laughs> well, what's that like? Because I always hear artists saying that. They're like, oh, I got like eight, nine tracks right now. It's like basically done. But everyone's always like, yo, I just want to keep adding more tracks into it. It's like as you're getting closer to the end of making an album, do you find you're making your best shit? Mm, yeah, for me, like- it was during the beginning. Okay. When I, when, I, when I first came out, I was on like on goal, like right away, let's go studio, boom, boom. So I made in the first three months. I probably made at least like 20 songs. Mm. So then I just pick out the f- six, seven of the four, five, six, seven of the ones that I like the most. And then I put that to the side for my EP, drop the other ones. But then 
since I'm still in the studio doing more songs, more songs, I'm like, yo, fuck, this one's too hard to just drop as a single. Right. Put on the EP also. So I just keep building up. Are you one of those artists that like, you know, when you get a burst of creativity, you pump pump out those 20 songs and then you kind of find it a little bit more perhaps difficult to stay tuned in? Or are you one of those ones that, you know, gets a bulk of them out of the way and then starts fine tuning themselves to the very end where you're kind of making definitely your best stuff? Uh, So pretty much like when I'm when I'm making my music, if I get a buzz, like I could make like, cause I like doing my songs perfection. You know, I don't like going to the studio making like five, six, seven songs, but only two of them are like super, super neat. If I'm yeah. going to the studio, all my songs have to be exactly how I want it. it have to be perfect. Are you so, perfect? Are you perfectionist? Perfectionist. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm making a song and I don't finish it, then I'm gonna come back the next day, finish it, make sure the stems are right, all the ad libs, hmm. all the all the effects, everything. So then as soon as it starts sounding perfect. Boom. Do you enjoy the process or do you want to oh, get it done over as quick? I love it. Yeah? I love it. Sometimes you just be getting writer's block. You ever get writer's block? Yo, like yeah. When you have so yeah, much yeah. ideas you're trying to put down, yeah. but then it doesn't sound like how you want it to sound. Mm-hmm. Is, is that why you feel like you're a perfectionist? Because you're like, I just want to keep doing this. Yeah, so I'm you just going to keep finding so, like, picking now. Like I'll be working on one song for like four days sometimes. I'll, just be, I'll get the hook done and then I'll start the verse and then I'll be like, oh wait, I could do something else with the hook. I could make it better. Then I change it and I'm like, nah, I like the way I did it before. Then I'm like, nah, something's off. Change it again. Boom, boom, boom. Until I finally get the right one. You're an indecisive p- perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why what I don't a like fucking doing a- bitch, man. <laughs> That's a bitch. Huh? That's why I don't do. I don't like doing a lot of features because when I'm doing my when I do my music, I like doing it on my own time. Mm-hmm. And most artists like to rush you. I'll be like, yo, I want this song. I have my album coming out in like two weeks. Can you get it done? And then I'll listen to the song. At first, like most of the times when I listen to it, it doesn't hit me on the first time. Mm. And then when I come back to it, and I'll be like, oh shit. I didn't hear it the first time like this. So, yeah, you know, you like you said, you, you, you're you on a lot of features, right? And they kind of give you that pressure to sort of uh, to, to get it out there, right? Yeah, it's to not, get it out doesn't there. doesn't give yeah. you some time to hum and haw over it. No, nah, no. How really. does it feel to like kind of build or uh, like build your, I don't know. I, I, want, I don't want to say that you build your cloud over it, but like, you know, some of your best work I find has come through those features. Like, yeah, how does yeah, that yeah. feel? Those features of some of my best work, it doesn't really feel like features because they're my bros, they're my bros, you know, they're my yeah. dogs. So then, they, when that, I'm in the studio, that with make that, you want to just speed up your process. Like these guys made you just get it out in two weeks, and you're sitting there like, "Oh, well, should I do this or should I do that?" If it's with my dogs, you know, we'll, we'll get it out ASAP. Yeah. Okay. But if it's with like just a random feature, mm-hmm. some guy trying to hit me up for a feature, you know, I'll take my sweet time. Cause I also <laughs> want to give them like some quality shit. Too. Right, I don't, right. don't want just like, "Yo, you want a feature?" And then sometimes I like I see it, and then I'll be like, "Ah, it's not that sick of a track." I'll tell them, like, oh, I don't want to hop on this track. Yeah, something else." But then if that's the only track, then I'll take my time to do it. I don't want to rush a track and then it doesn't sound like really bring it to you. Like, I got to bring it, you know? Yeah, because I feel like features are huge because some might, some might just only listen to music to like the person that you're being, the track yeah, that you're, you're featuring on. Exactly. You're tapping into new markets. Yeah. yeah. And if, right. if, if you're not, fuck, if the, the audience is not fucking with you, then you're done, you know? So for my features, I have to go harder than the next nigga that's on it. That's how I feel. How do you stay so hungry? i'm not rich yet so you, know, you gotta get, get rich, rich you know <laughs> the dukes are in the block man the family's struggling man niggas are we're not where we want to be yet I was, i'm kind of curious like speaking about you know having pressure on features and all that um for the the track a lot with you lindison and knight lavelle i always like wonder because that's that's an anthem for auto like people like when they talk about auto artists you guys are like big three that people bring up so they're obviously going to point to that song because all three guys are yeah. on it everyone likes to talk about who had the best verse all that shit 
Um, and there's a lot of discrepancy on who did. Like, yeah. if you talk to people, like yeah. there will be people for every single, every one of you three on there. You Just know because I mean? everyone has like a different taste. Exactly. Manuel comes in with like the yeah. low, like demonic voice type, like deep shit. Yeah. And then the son has his own like out of the world fucking well, everyone's flow. Everyone's got their own sound. Everyone it's has their perfect. own sound. So you know, so if you fuck with the sound that I came on with, then you're gonna say mine's the best. If you fuck mm-hmm. with uh, Night Lavelle's sound, you're gonna say he's the best. Same with Linda Sun. Changes for me yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, but. Uh, yeah 100 percent. but yeah. i was just curious like did you feel pressure going into that feature because you're like yo i know that this is gonna get eyes no nah, not even i know those guys were pretty much my whole life mm. so it was not really like a pressure thing mm. it's just one of those like oh shit the man said yo get on the track for me it was just like oh shit nelavelle we're gonna do a track with this guy i'm gonna go tap into his uh his audience his his network Boom, get a whole bunch of more followers. So fuck it. Let's go get it. You have that ASAP. Your phone's just going nuts. You're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to put on DND. That shit. Notifications <laughs> all day. Just bling, 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 bling. That's a good feeling. Yeah, sometimes it's it gets annoying, you know? It's also like a lot of anxiety. Oh, you know? Yeah, so kind of. All these people like me. Random people <laughs> like. I don't know. Some people, some hackers get my phone number, calling me randomly, trying to FaceTime me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, who's this? I'm a big fan. Of I'm like, how'd you get my number? It's like, don't worry. I said, what the oh, fuck? Oh, that's crazy. I have to switch it up, switch it up. There's a di- Okay, so there is two, like, there is another level of fame up there for <laughs> us, dude. We're, we're not getting random fans yet. Oh, uh, no. Same time, though. After this? <laughs> <laughs> After this, yeah. Right like, now we're at, like, we're at the level where people call a man bun guy on the streets. <laughs> yeah. It's like quite po- almost noticeable. Like, yeah. Not quite. We're, we're, um, we're, we're together, like, hey, podcast guy. don't know the name of it but know they've seen us somewhere Mm -hmm. um how does it feel kind of being on like that like if there was to be like the posse track of ottawa right now i guess like that's what you would call a lot how does it feel like does it feel like an honor to be on that track or is that just another day to you Mm, it's just another day to be honest sick yeah because our posse is ftg you know me toka metro we already have like two three songs that we made that was like anthems for ottawa mm-hmm. so then when i made that one right after that it was pretty much like the same feeling as when i got the other ones we're lit you know yeah cause I, I, i'm not originally from here i came here in 2016 and mm-hmm. then i was just told like people just i, like, I want to listen to more ottawa music like the more i started to live here in the city and i got put on to rainy days and everyone was like yo this is like a true ottawa anthem, anthem that one, like yeah. how does that feel to be like yo my city sees this song <laughs> like it's been put on a pedestal and that's the one that's like in your city's heart you in know? the heart you know that one that one hit a lot of people because everyone feels the emotions of that song it's not just one of those songs you just turn up to and you don't relate to it you know a lot of people relate to that song because we're talking some real shit yeah that and song then, comes on no one's talking you know you just, everyone's just listening because they feel it yeah it's just one of those songs where you, you don't even have to say anything mm-hmm. nonsense just let the song play that's it how did like just to back things up like how did ftg come together like were you guys artists before that or did you guys come together and then start making music Uh, to be honest we weren't really doing no music we were just hooping and shit and then my cousin buckets he's the one that first started rapping so i was coming back from school we're driving driving he plays a song on the on on the ox he was like oh shit yo whose track is this he's like yo that's mine i'm like what the fuck when you start rapping he's like i'm not gonna lie i just been doing a little one two here and there you know <laughs> like yo the studio you with boys? where do you find a studio the studios in auto he's like yeah i have this one guy so we went to that guy and i was just going to a couple of his sessions at the cave uh it wasn't at the cave at first i forgot who it was some guy on like baseline i went to his house i went to a couple sessions with him and then Toka started doing his closet, his closet shit too. He started doing a little one two <laughs> raps. Didn't come out yet either, eh? Didn't come out yet. And then he, I was at his house. He showed me it. I'm like, how the fuck did you do this? He's like, on oh, my laptop. I'm like, what the fuck? He grabbed the laptop, grabbed the mic. He called Metro. I went to his basement, and then we started. That's when Toka dropped like I think the first two tracks out of all of us. 
it was authority and uh then we dropped run it up so run it up was our first like ftg song it was like five people on it but then we made that in toka's basement with a laptop with the mattresses on the fucking corner of the basement <laughs> put that shit up and then from there we're like yo fuck we showed everyone they're like yo we actually this is actually pretty sick you know for your first time my fuck let's run it let's try it out and then boom. We love that. We love that saying. Like, this is actually pretty good. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't. This is pretty good. Yeah. I like coming up with people that are like on the same level with you that have like that you've been around with too. Because a lot of people be like, oh, like I wish I could work with someone that's kind of like above where you are in your point in time. But when you come up with like the same people, like, you guys are in the, you guys can like reflect, being like, yeah, we had the mattresses up and like we started together, like right. on the same level, and, like ground up. It's like a different feeling. It's like yeah. when you actually make it with your homies and shit with the people that you started with. You're like, damn. When you look back at it, you're like, fuck, we really came from this and now we're here? Like, we could, that's a good accomplishment. It makes us mm-hmm. feel good. How did your neighborhood influence you, Richie? Everything I do sort of neighborhood, you know? When I was hooping, that's all. Just Richie babies hooping. When we're doing our music shit, all the little kids looking up to us like, yo, walked on the block. Yo, you dropping a new song? I see now. I fuck with it. Oh, my God. Uh, when you going to get rich? You going to come back to the block? So just now, just wait on it. I'll bring some <laughs> shit back to the hood, you know? Um, I was gonna ask actually, are, are you thirsty? Did you want like a whiskey coke, no, something like that? I, I, I might drink right here. <laughs> <laughs> Almost worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a whole prank. That's but. actually, yeah, actually, were you trying to prank me on the yeah, show. Yeah, we had nah, something. You kind of ruined it <laughs> before we he came into we were talking about doing prank videos. So, like, I was um, like, this is gonna be the perfect. Trying to fuck up, trying to put some laxative in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> you would pick the wrong day to wear a white tracksuit, my guy. <laughs> the wrong day to wear white. Um, Speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, like just influencing kids and white, actually, this is funny because Charlemagne just came out and said something about Chief Keef, like not being influential. What? You, yeah. Did you read that? You hear that? Uh, I didn't see that. Okay. No. Charlemagne, Charlemagne recently said something. I'll throw the quote up here or something. Um, <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> Insert quote here. Um, but then there's like all the pictures of like the white kids wearing like bulls jerseys and Louis belts and true religion jeans. Right. And like. You recently just posted on your Instagram, like that little kid getting sturdy, like the yeah, little white boy yeah, getting yeah. sturdy <laughs> to clout. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> How's that feel, man? Like you got that chief key reach, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think about that? uh not really too much like that kid's gritty was off like, <laughs> i'll insert that right now <laughs> no, the, i think about it in terms of like when i'm when i'm posting on social media and shit like i know i have an audience that around my age and older but i also know i have a lot of kids so i just try to watch what i post you know mm-hmm. don't want to post like some negative shit make the kids think oh this is this is what he wants us to do or something mm-hmm. like that just want to be like positive person you know where'd that come from because i feel like that's something maybe artists forget you know like i, I mean is it just like a humble nature that you're like know, your upbringing been, kind of I always yeah just the way i came up i've yeah. been humble like this everybody knew where we came from you know not a lot of judging between us mm-hmm. and then we're looked at the way we're looked at from everyone in the city it's like we looked at some crazy gang members this is that I don't want to put that too much out there in the music because I see niggas getting knocked for that shit. Rico charges are coming. Mm-hmm. Police are watching you. Even They're already watching us before, but now they're watching us more heavy. Just got to move smarter, you know? I was going to say because 
you know, your, some of your music, you know, perhaps has those sort of darker tones, like, you know, and really gives a good expose of your reality, right, mm -hmm. um, of how you came up. And a lot of times in the hip hop industry, that's kind of received as glorification, if you will, right? Yeah, you and can say that, yeah. Something that you like are aware of is your inspiration on the youth, right? How do you kind of, you know, decipher, like, how, how do you make it for easier for them to kind of realize what it is as reality rather than glorification? I try I try to say it in my music too. I'll be like, yo, this is not what we want. This is not the life that we want. Mm -hmm. We didn't choose it. It's forced onto us circumstances, you know? Mm -hmm. If you have a different way, go the other way. There's, there's, there's no hate in getting a nine to five, my nigga. Everybody has nine to five. You do that. If your heart's not into it, if you you know. Some people are just born that way. They're just born into the shit. Some people influence into the shit. And what's music done for you in that uh, in that sense? Music opened me a lot a lot of doors for me, you know? I was always going in and out of jail, getting in trouble doing some illegal shit, bad shit. But then as soon as the music started popping off a little bit more, I started seeing myself going into doors that do the shit do, I was doing. I wouldn't get into those doors. And those doors are all legal. All the money that I'm getting from that shit, you could trace it back. I tax return, tax on that shit. So the government can't be looking at me like, oh, where are you getting all this money from? Yeah, I got the receipts, my nigga. <laughs> <You know? laughs> How do you like combat those like barriers now like even trying to like travel to the states if you want to do shows there and shit like that oh, i'm still working on that shit right now you know it's in the works my lawyers I'm trying to figure it out right now it's mm. a beautiful thing with social media though in the age we live in now yeah you know if like, we, you can reach people in Tokyo. back in the days you got to go out hand out mixtapes yeah Would i get on the radio play you know but nowadays you just go on a little instagram post you could just be sitting at home boom post it go to sleep wake up mm. million views two million views the, the whole like come up of ftg2 seems pretty organic like it didn't seem very like forced like heavy, yeah like, marketing. it's organic we yeah. don't we do all the marketing ourselves we have a couple homies that like uh my one, one good friend uh world star canada guy ricks he's the first guy to actually like put us onto his platform he had like around that time i think like 50 60k followers on instagram and he was like big promoter guy like like a six bus type person so mm -hmm. he's okay. seen us we posted like a what was it a note a voice note of, a, of the song a little snippet and he messaged me right away he's like yo you guys this is a nice song i fuck with this hard haven't heard anything come out of auto like this in a long time let me let me help you guys build your audience let me post it on my page and then from there we just went like that that's usually what i do another guy uh mtl latest another mtl homie same thing with him and then Pretty much, that's how I market that shit. Mm. Send it to everyone on my contacts. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> everyone on my Snap, everyone on my IG. Tell them repost it. Send it to those couple guys, the the, the big IG names. And then just sit down and wait. Maybe I'll do a little Google Ads, YouTube. But mm -hmm. not really that much. Um, No. Oh, I oh, hate that. Man, I forgot what you about to say, yeah? No. Brain fart. You know it was a good one, too. He's pissed. Come on carry this dude i'll get there i'll get back to it <laughs> kind of off topic but i was just wondering like when you're in the studio making a track do you like fucking feel it when like when you're like halfway through the making of like for example we were just talking about earlier like rainy days it's like yeah like i fucking know that this is a fucking bop right yeah now. do you feel it as you I make feel it? it i feel it is it like that with every track though or is it like there's certain track. ones where like there's certain ones like rainy days is one of them time so you, you felt that rubbed. during the process I felt that, you know yeah what is it like it's just ah, you just get overcome with joy. It's just like fuck. Where do you, you listen feel back it? to it? And then when your homies are in the studio with you and they're telling you to turn up, when the fucking engineer is bumping the set, telling you to bang, then you know you got something in your hands. Yeah, yeah. When it's it's like when everyone's vibing with it, it's good. But you you worry there's like too many yes men. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, vibing yeah. With I don't it, hang just around yes men. You keep them out. Yeah, I keep them out. The yes man is for the yes man stuff. Yeah. yeah. When I when I when I need feedback on I hit up, I have a couple people that hit up that 
I know they're not going to sugarcoat yeah. nothing. You don't want know? people to be scared that you, you get a like little sad s- sometimes. You know, yes, man's good for that. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, else we embrace our emotions, man. When yeah. we're sad, we tell each other, "Yeah, I'm feeling this way." Like, why are you feeling this way, my nigga? Let's fix it. Let's go turn up. Let's, let's get you in a good mood. Yeah, you know, it can't be down forever. Yeah, you don't want someone's going to like be afraid to tell you when something sucks. Yeah. And I like when people tell me when I, like, if I do something and they don't like it, be like, yo, no, I don't like this shit. Fix it up. Mm-hmm. So that it makes me better, too. So I'll be like, okay, uh, this one didn't come out like how the person liked it. Let me switch it up. Boom. But if I like it and I feel like this is how I want the song, no one can tell me shit. I'm gonna it's, hard, it's hard to sort of, I feel like, you know, when you feel something's good in your gut and then you have other people perhaps saying otherwise, like, that's a hard line to walk as well, eh? Yeah, it's a pretty hard line to walk, but you just got to eat it yeah so like if you have a good crew like that you're surrounded with fucking feeding off each other that's why the the huge reason for the growth yeah we all i bring every everyone comes to the studio with me even niggas that don't rap non-rappers the rappers everyone comes who who, like outside of ftg in ottawa like do you find is like influenced you uh like mainstream just like in the city like the culture aspect in ottawa oh in ottawa yeah how do you feel like it's like influenced your music or do you feel like it has even uh musically not really much auto artists influence like before i started doing the stuff well, i don't think i was like looking at during the but process during the process there's because uh, when i've been gone for a little bit you know so when i came back i seen there's a lot of artists uh, trying to get up here in the city player t is one of them low cat from toronto uh from uh, canada he didn't drop no songs yet but i have him on my ig he sent me like a little snippet he's like yo check this out so I check it out. I'm like, damn, yo, you actually you have potential, you know? Okay, so. It's like, bro, I've been trying to get a song with you. It's my dream. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Send me that song. I'll hop on it. Go to the studio. The DGAF song that I just dropped before time, that's the little homie that uh, put him on that song. I have another one coming with him. Low Key Go Up. Shout out also Low Key Go Up. Yeah, that's my, other, you know, yeah, that's my yeah. cousin. You know, yeah, I, I, knew was, I knew you guys are related, but yeah, he's sick as fuck. Yeah, I grew up with that guy too. He started doing his music shit. He has an incredible voice, like beautiful voice. Crazy man. voice. I, he was in here for, like, he was in here getting interviewed for, like, a rental we were running, but then I actually got the chance to see him perform, and man, mm-hmm. man's could sing, bro. He doesn't need no auto tune. Nothing no, like that dude, has a voice. He's really, know? really talented. Man, yeah, I need a little up. bit of auto tune to fix that shit. I like him. who sounds fucking dope live. That's it, man. Like, like well, the live performance i like when i go to a show on the opening act was like puts me onto their music i'm like yo that was a crazy op- mm, like crazy you know? shout out the opening act man yeah um that's sick though that you're you know you're looking around the city you know to kind of see who you can bring into this and you know yeah. help, you know who can help you who you can help out right because the thing about auto there's a lot of talent there but not the talented niggas are not working with each other how are you building that community shit fuck if you got talent just hit me up we could do something, no cap. That's what I'll make the intro. You know, if you could, if you could rap, let me know. If you could do some beats, if you even want to be a camera guy, hmm. anything. How much does the community mean to you? You know, as an artist within it, that's everything. Without the community, there wouldn't be no FTG, no FTG Reggie, no Toka, no Metro. Would have just been some next niggas from the hood, you know. Are there like certain like moments that have happened in Ottawa, like? Like for example, like a brass monkey when you were on stage with Knight and Linda. Like, are there like certain moments like that that you can really look back on? Like that is that's a big one right there. That's a big one because taking they didn't even know we were coming to the show too. It was just Knight Lavelle. He told me like, "Yo, I'm gonna bring you out on stage. Don't tell nobody. You're just gonna make a surprise." And then we just surprised everyone. All the love that people were showing. Even I was just walking to go to the washroom. People stopping me. They're like, "Yo, you have to show. Oh my God, I want to see you perform. I can't wait for your show." Da 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 da. 
And just like, you know, it's just so much love, you know? It's like when you go to like, it's like uh, the weekend concert that got canceled in LA and like people kind of like saw Kanye in the building beforehand and like mm-hmm. speculation that he might perform with it. It's like that kind of it's moment. It's like that kind of yeah. moment, yeah, you know? <laughs> One of those. I remember my question. Okay. I just got, nice. I got there. That would have sucked if you remembered like 40 oh, minutes Oh, dude, wake <laughs> up at 3 a.m. Just <laughs> <laughs> sends you a DM. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I was going to say is like we were talking about community and kind of bringing it together but you know I think in Ottawa's hip hop scene or just maybe in Ottawa we're kind of seeing some of the division between neighborhoods west east and south um, do you find that Ottawa like as a city is becoming more or less divided uh, I'm actually not too sure because right now there's a lot of east side south side and west side people that are all like connected together it's a small city everybody knows everyone mm-hmm. like the west side is not they don't just hang out with just west side niggas mm-hmm. some hang out with some south side niggas east side niggas vice versa you know it's just we need to break the barrier of like yeah there's beef whatever but if you're not part of the beef you don't have nothing to do with the beef just because you're from that side doesn't mean you can come you that you can't come work with niggas or you know everyone's trying to get money at the end of the day so if you, if you really about your business you want to do something with this music shit then you know niggas can start collabing more that's pretty much it. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like collaboration is inevitable in a city like this because you know? it is very—it's like big city but small town. Yeah, vibes. Like, like there is a million people. The here, East Side, not like, really. The East Side fans will ride or die for their East Side artists. Right. South Sides ride or die for the South West Side. Same thing. So what? Imagine you get the three biggest one East Side, one South Side, one West Side. Get them on the track. Crazy. Boom, not everyone's yeah. gonna be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I thought these guys don't like each other because they're from different ends. No, that's not the case. Do you think like when Ottawa kind of keeps that tone, when people sort of start that beef from being from different ends, do you think they're just like trying to be something else? Uh, some people, yeah. Because we, because like if you look at the Canadian music industry, like it's you can draw a lot of comparisons to the states. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I feel like some perhaps like at times we look for that conflict, you know, to give ourselves a little bit more something to be. Yeah, I don't know. Nowadays, to make like, it more like life or death. You know what I mean? Like it's it's either we make this like we emulate other scenes around the world here rather than just creating one of collaboration here. Mm-hmm, Cause people like drama. There's a lot of people like, mm. like me, I'm, 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 you know, I'm the same way. I like drama. I'm like, if I go on YouTube <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching some shit, it's all peaceful. You know, I'm not going to watch that. But it's some, some niggas beefing and saying, you know, no, like, like drama it's sells. Drama, like, man, drama yeah. sells. That's How, what. You just tackle you right now. Flip both you guys. Flip you guys. <laughs> The YouTube clip will go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, FTG shit. versus DTTW. Like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Gets tackled during podcast. <laughs> Boy, oh, that's fucking jokes. Sorry, you're gonna say something. I don't remember now, dude. Damn, it's that fucking joint we smoked before. Keep making this guy laugh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. In about 15 minutes, it I'm should be back. back. <laughs> you you do have a like. You've done two interviews prior to this one. At least that I've seen. Is there a reason to like the mystique behind you? Like, because that's pretty for like how your stature. That's not many interviews, mm. in my opinion. Uh, it's not really just. I don't know. Me, I like interviews like this where it's just like we're having fun, we're having a nice conversation. Oh, Nothing's forced, it just flow through, you know? Stop blushing, like, bro. Stop blushing, bro. Who got you smiling like that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> they ask for interviews and then they'll come with like 30 questions. Like, I want to ask this or that. Right. I'll be like, come on. I don't want to talk about all this nonsense. I, don't mm. I just want to talk about like these questions. We could talk about this, but what these ones don't even ask me. What didn't you want to talk about today? 
Mm. See, we'll we'll a, bleep it this out. Is trick, this is a trick to get him to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> 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 uh, I just don't like when people just focus on the negative stereotypes. I'm yeah. like, niggas ask me about my jail bed. What, like, what are your charges? What you get knocked for? Da, da, da. So mm. I don't need to be saying all that. It's already over with. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not trying to go back to that chapter. Well, like, right. it's it's t- t- sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But I, like, I was just going to say, like, it's, <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off, but I am going to be the one that keeps going right now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's tough that, like, when you're ready to move on from a situation, but the people around you keep fucking circling back to it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I've been ready to move on, you know. Yeah. Well, came out. And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, not only that, but you can very much tell that. And to, like, to ignore that or be, like, play ignorant to the fact that you have put together, like, uh, ex- like four great singles from this year. You know, you have been on some huge tracks for the city and are out here about to do your first show this year is this your first show like ever uh no uh not ever like i did a couple openings well, I guess, and shit, I guess but like we we're just talking about the opening the yeah. shows like actual show yeah but like yeah. this is like you know you're you got a full set right you're on that bubble like, full ready? set you know what I hometown mean? Mm-hmm. all the love you know and like the love for you is felt in the hometown because i feel like that's another thing where ottawa perhaps like, struggles i guess is like you know you might not find as much love as you should within your hometown. Within your so how hometown. do you think that you cultivated that? I don't know. People just gravitate towards us, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There's not no scheme or like no nothing that we did to like make people like come towards us more. It's just we're just stand up people, you know? Yeah, it's not forced. It's not forced, you know. That's gonna be like just thinking about that though. That night at cranium is gonna be wild with you in two right. time like on the stage yeah, like, yeah, yeah the city's yeah. gonna that's gonna be a and that's two night. richie babies that really that really doing their stuff in the city that's you know be, that's gonna be one of those moments that's gonna be one you of those pull, moments i'll be sure. front row pull me up i'll crowd surf <laughs> so <laughs> hard pull you up, like, right yeah I'm pull me you. up and i'm going off that stage <laughs> i'm like yo was that john in the front row <laughs> yo, get his ass up boy <laughs> <laughs> get his ass up here man <laughs> i'll be in the front row just fucking say <laughs> i have a special surprise too for the show too there's uh there's, there's this family of fans that i'm gonna bring up on show. they don't even know yet oh wow. okay. yeah i told them you know they have their tickets ready they've been telling me f- like since i announced it a couple months ago they're like yo you could finally have a show my kids been waiting like we've been dying for this uh, i said yeah get your front row tickets and I'll have a little surprise for you guys, you know? So I'm going to get them on the stage. Dope, dope, get the little, dope. Give them the mic, sing his heart out, and then that's going to be, like, one of his favorite memories for mm. life, you know? I like how you're viewing it like that, too. Like, you're being given this platform, and at the same time, you're like, yo, who can I put on with me and make this a bigger moment? You know, because I can imagine, too. Imagine, like, cause Lil Baby, and I'm, that's my favorite artist. So imagine you're just in the crowd, and then Lil Baby's like, yo, come up still, come up on the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Go, yo, sing the song with me. You're just like, wow, my favorite artist told me to come sing this song with me. <laughs> me out of all people in the crowd, fuck, let's go. I don't know the lyrics. That kid, too, he goes to my old school. He's a little kid, goes to my old school. So he can go back to school and be like, yo, I was on stage with Reggie. And all the teachers would be like, yo, I know this kid. He, you know, he used to be in my class. I used to teach him and shit. Damn, that's crazy. Imagine yeah, if we yeah. could pull a fan up on stage and they recite a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd have some uh, questions, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I don't know How does that. it feel to have like a biggest fan? Like, I'm your biggest fan. Like the reality of that, that there's someone out there that can walk up to you and say that. How does that feel to you? Feels like I'm doing something right. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Because I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, you know you're not, but <laughs> I'm not. Maybe kid. one day it'll be soon. I'm not <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just feels good, you know. It's like good the- to like touch someone's heart that, that type of way, make them like you know. I never know the guy. I never met him in life. I met him twice. Just like, like his mom hit me up, be like, "Yo, my son, he's a big fan. He wants to meet you." So I met up with them. 
chill with them little cool kids. It's just like, it's just like the energy that bounces off him when when we're talking is like, wow. Is that something like, you're like? That. Is it? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but mm-hmm. is that something you're thinking of? Like, you know, when you're making this music, are you thinking consciously like I'm out here? like i'm a role model as well as like i'm trying to really do something great like yeah. do you think that like do you think about that reach and all where the time it goes? yeah yeah every time i make my music that's all i think about because if i could reach these these youngings these youths then maybe i could put them on a different path than the same way we came so let's say all the all the little kids in my neighborhood they see us doing our music shit and they see us actually popping off and they, they see us start getting money from it come bring it back to the community they could look at it and be like oh shit i don't have to do this there's another way I could get into that doors. Big bro did it. He's from the same place I'm from. So fuck. Why not me? Mm, yeah, be that Give inspiration. Another, you know, be that inspiration. Because that's how Metro was. was. Metro, everyone he talked to, he always touched them. He always gave them like, how do I say this? Gave them hope, you know? Like, fuck. Broski's telling me this. And Broski's actually putting in the work behind it. He's not just talking out his ass. He's actually doing the shit. And it's actually paying off. Damn, what the fuck? I don't want to be in the streets no more. I don't want to do this. Or shit, even even the the homies from the from the block, we got some some hoopers too. My homie JD doing the shit in the states. All the little hoopers are looking up to him. Like, oh shit, if this guy could break that boundary, fuck it. Why can't I? How do you carry Metro with you every day? This guy's with me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, always in the back of my mind. Every time I'm thinking, you know, Broski's there. Whatever I do, if I have to make a decision, I'd be like, fuck, what Metro do? Or if I'm down in the dumps or some shit, I just like put my earphones in just listen to the songs just talk to him through that you know mm. just all day and all the brothers all the brothers all together so there's no one feeling left out in their morning you know mm-hmm. yeah i watched the well we both did we watched the metro world documentary, documentary that ben yeah. telford put together shout out ben shout out ben crazy oh, that's my guy ben man crazy ben, when you get another music video in real soon i'm still waiting for you <laughs> Ben, but we should just hang out soon, man. I don't, I don't have a music video to shoot, but if you, <laughs> if you want to kick it sometime, just let me yeah. know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it really did a great job in showing the influence that Metro you did know, have. Yeah, um, big influence. Th- there was a part in there where, um, so I, was, I don't want to get the timelines mixed up. Were you were you in prison when he passed? Yeah, I was. Yeah. So what was it like going through that, being isolated? Like did that? How did that get to you? Uh, the shit just didn't feel real, you know. You're in there. I wasn't in there with. Like any of my homies type shit. Just a bunch of kids, random kids, random people. Maybe one, two guys I knew from like back in the day. And then like everyone going through it on the outside. I just really want to stick to myself. I just wanted myself. Just playing the shit through my mind, what I heard. Because I didn't get it from a proper source at first. Yeah. My lawyer just came in and said, oh, uh, my condolences to your cousin. And I'm like, what? And then she's like, okay, because we had to go over my case, you know? So I'm sitting in here, I'm talking to her, and then the whole time, just the back of my head, I'm thinking about it. And then she's like, oh, we're talking here about your case right now. Why are you not focused, paying attention? I told her, you know what, just beat it. I don't even fucking talk to you right now. You're just going to drop this news on me and expect me to be I, all 100%. Yeah, th- that was the first you heard of that it? That was the first I heard of it. Damn, that's And then crazy. I called my mom right away, and then she told me, like, you know how the moms are going to try to, like, sugarcoat it, sugarcoat it, make sure you're good. So she sugarcoated it for a little bit. So me, I, at that point, I didn't know he was dead. So I'm just thinking about it, thinking about it. And then one of my uh, caseworkers came in. He's one guy from the neighborhood that I know. And then he told me he broke it down and everything. And that's when it actually felt real, you know? Mm. He showed me, like, the pictures of the, the funerals and, and uh, the wake and shit like that. I was supposed to go to that. I got the judge to sign off on it. My lawyer signed off on it. The crown signed off on it. 
then two days before I was supposed to go, they just told me, nah, we're not letting you go no more. What? Like, why? Back- like oh, security risk for the for the correctional officers. We feel like something's gonna happen. You're gonna put someone in danger. I said, my nigga, I'm just trying to say farewell to my brother. Yeah, let me do that shit. When you came out, were you? How'd you feel? Were you angry or ready to like carry on that legacy? Fuck, uh, probably like a combination of it was everything. You know, yeah. happy, sad, angry, pissed, mad, motivated, just everything. Mm. I just came out. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's put the foot on the gas. I said, pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. And that's what he would have wanted. That's what he would have wanted here. Yeah. Mm, no, R.I.P. Metro. Rest in peace. Uh, do you guys? Uh, do you guys like have music that you guys are trying to put together still of his? Uh, we dropped his documentary. There's a couple songs too that are not finished. That we're just gonna finish them up, drop them out. Like what's, what's like the process behind putting together like a posthumous song? Like, how, do you feel like a certain level of responsibility? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you have to go. You have to make sure you get the f- the, the right stems because you know how when you record different studios, different stems. So you have to go to the studio that re- recorded from his song, get the stems from there, edit it, whatever, put your verse on it, and just build up the courage, build up the muster, and then just drop it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, I'm a. Uh, I'm excited to see like what comes from it, but obviously I'd rather see it in different circumstances. In different circumstances. But yeah, yeah. you're going to be thinking about him when you're up there on stage? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to have a moment of silence for him to everything. Right mm. before we start the right. show, everybody respect, you know, give a quick 30 seconds, 45 seconds silence and then get the show on the road. Mm. How how do you think that an Ottawa artist knows that they've made it? I don't know. That's hard because I, I don't even feel like we made it yet. To be honest, we're just at the beginning of the doors, you know? But as soon as you start bumping, like, you get, like, a 100K, 150K on the average. Done, like, streams or, like, views on like YouTube? views on YouTube. Yeah. And that's pretty much, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough one, yeah. Because the model is not really, like, a lot of people blown up from right. this. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know, to be honest. I think we put way too much pressure on Ottawa too. There's a lot of pressure. Like Ottawa is not much different than other. Like the only city you can genuinely grow up in and make it is New York or LA. Like there's so many cities worldwide that are experiencing the same things as Ottawa. Mm-hmm, I feel like here know? in Ottawa, we put way too much pressure on ourselves. Like way we're, we're doing great right now. Like right and, now, and it's people's very... expectations too are, <laughs> yeah. are high. My bad for cutting you off. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <people's laughs> don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> <but> fuck yeah. <laughs> people's expectations of of of, of the music are like. They want to compare it to like the super mainstream uh, states niggas, super mm-hmm. like like the Drake niggas or like the Tory Lanes or even the new niggas coming up. But they have to like they have to they have to realize that Canada and the states were not the, really the same. Canada, so the states doesn't really support Canada as much, yeah, or as as they should, you know, because we have some the best artists in the game is from fucking Canada. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there was know, that, at gotta, one point, it was like what Justin Bieber, Weekend, and Drake were yeah, top three. Weekend, I don't know Drake, what the order, Justin but yeah, Bieber. Yeah, I, th- I think Canada would thrive better too if we didn't like rely on that. Um, oh, what's the word? Like acceptance from the states. Mm-hmm. Like if we were just kind of like more so like taking it like, oh, this is our own thing. We're doing our whole like fuck the U.S. Like yeah, we're doing our you know? own thing. But we, we do a- need the U.S. like a certain degree. But like just in terms of like the trend on our soldier, the trend shoulder, yeah. Yeah. shoulder. It's a tough say that big chip on a chip on a shoulder. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what it is. Um. Do you compare yourself to other artists a lot? Or like how are you kind of setting the bar for yourself? I compare myself to my old stuff. Mm. 
So when I'm making new stuff, I'll go mm. back and listen to my old stuff. And I'll get some inspiration from there, some motivation. And then if I listen to my old stuff and I see I could have came better on that, then I'll try to make my next one better than my old shit. When, when then, you know, sorry, I thought you were done your thought. I'm yeah, this is episode. Just say, I know. I'm, just, I'm really excited. Just, well, yeah. Yeah. Three <laughs> rude dudes here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In true podcast fashion, we should all just talk, just talk over, over each, each other, other. <laughs> until one of us gets our point across. <laughs> So, no, I'm gonna. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna just say it. And I get all my inspiration from like all my homies around me too, like Metro, Toka, Hardo, all these guys that are rapping. We all bounce off each other's ideas and shit. And even the niggas that are not rapping, they tell me, "Yo, fuck, you should come in like this or try this type of shit." They give me a lot of ideas, get inspired by them, and then they start making music too. And then they will all listen to each other's tracks. And I listened to my homie who never made music before, but then he made a crazy, crazy song. I'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? How'd you do that? It's like, I've just been watching you guys so much. So no, 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 listen to how you guys do it. Uh, just try to, you know? <laughs> it inspires me too. I'm like, fuck. On some student become the master shit. <laughs> also, yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, you know, I'm still a student. I'm still learning, you know? I'm still trying to perfect my flow and shit. That's why I'm trying a whole lot of different, a whole lot of vibes, genres and shit. How are um, you learning? Trial and error. Yeah. Trial and error, yeah. If I'm going to the way to try really. it. See how it sounds. Mm-hmm. If it's not sounding good, try a different way. Try a different way until you get it. You say you know you're exploring and experimenting with different genres. What what type of genres can we? It's not really genres. We got a country right? track. Yeah, I want to hear that. Uh, no country track, that. not yet. You got no your country track. ready, man. You know, wow. just do like <laughs> I'll do like my my rap shit, like the bars, like mm-hmm. the gritty shit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, clout, you know. Your barcode episode, by the way, was fucking the sick. barcode one. Yeah, yeah that that I wrote that one in jail. So when you're there, you just writing a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you just like I was saying, just writing, come on with some flows, it. just writing some bars. And then when I came right. out, I listened to some beats and try to put two and two together. So I made, I had like a notebook, just random rhymes. And then I'll go in the studio, pick like two lines from this one, three from there, a hook from there, and just put it all together in a song. Oh, like like Lego. Just, yeah, you just yeah. Put everything together. Put so the like, do together. you have? You didn't have beats in there? No, no beats. So you're just acapella. Yeah, acapella. damn, that's yeah. crazy. I get the CEO to like play off his phone some beats. Just to get me started, you know. Mm. What I, what I wanted to mention earlier was um, when you're watching these, uh, not watching when you're listening to old like tracks of yours, seeing like how you can keep getting better and better, and just referencing old songs you have. Like, what is what does the evolution look like to you? Like, what do you mean, like, like what does your evolution as an artist look like to you? Like, if you were to reflect on it, because you say like when you try oh, and get better, you listen to your old okay, shit. yeah, I listen to my old shit. Like the the punchlines, I try to come with harder punchlines, the flows. I try to come with some like like when I'm doing my, my melodic stuff, I try to come up with some like new melodies and shit, and just like the way I, the tone, my tone and like like some like when I look back on my old tracks, I'm not really like uh, what's that word, verbalizing or whatever that word is called, vocalizing. I'm not really vocalizing at the level I want, so I'll be like doing like a low song like this. So then I look back at it, but okay, let me put more energy, then make a song with some high energy, start turning it up, you know, mm. just fuck around with that. I'm kind of pissed that our prank didn't work earlier. No one's going to know. But you know what's good about no one knowing is that we can still do it on a future guest. <laughs> <laughs> just like how you wore that outfit on an episode we didn't air. Oh, come on. Why you got to? Like, that was so happened. That was out of left field, I'll bro. I'll cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to do you dirty like that. I'm sorry, man. 
that's for cutting me off earlier. This is the last time anyone will ever see this. I'm selling it actually. If you want this jersey, come on, show them off. Show them the fifty bucks. Show them the back too. Come on. Um, That'd be a crazy segment we just started doing. Anything you see on cameras for sale? No, I don't like that. I don't like that. I like my shit too much. (laughs) Right? (laughs) My three t-shirts too much. (laughs) Any uh, final final thoughts here? Um, Thank you very much for coming by, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's it's been super exciting to watch you come up too, man, and just be a part of this at this point. It's really exciting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for your show, dude. Like That's going to be crazy. Yeah, that one's going to be crazy, man. Even me too. I can't wait. I wish it was tomorrow. I wish it was right now. (laughs) I wish it was like we were leaving here to go (laughs) to to it right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then we could show up together and everyone be like, who are those guys with Reggie? That was so cool. It was crazy night. (laughs) Telling you, it was a crazy night. We should do like John and Jacob. We should do like a crossover live show. It's like podcast and then we just knock the chairs over and Mm -hmm. do a live set. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day. (laughs) But yeah, no, straight up, man. It's been a pleasure. This is sick. Nice to finally meet you, man. Yeah. I like like, the first time meeting people being mm-hmm. via podcast it's like hey we've never met before let's have a 50 minute conversation right yeah it's a very good icebreaker <laughs> yeah. you're kind of forced to into it you know how about you though do you have any final remarks anything ahead of cranium festival anything like that or just in general <laughs> uh i just want to shout out to all my niggas man shout out to the richie niggas the young niggas them doing their things free toka free hardo free stunner free jigger free everyone uh, look out for my new shit. I'm about to drop some shit. Probably like two weeks, three. Depend how I feel. Oh, you know? that's soon. Two mm, weeks, three yeah. weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> oh. to shoot a video. Oh. At the, <laughs> trying to get a video in is at ba- the show. Is Ben nice. gonna be doing it? Uh, if he, yeah, maybe, maybe if he comes, answers his fucking text. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, shout out that guy. Shout out Ben. Shout out Macadelic. He's my he's my videographer from Toronto. The one that shot my couple videos. Sweet. Uh, shout out Bugs is another Toronto artist that I met I made that track with uh, pretty much that's it love you mom love all my brothers and sisters all the family uh, so many shout outs we got time. shout out All Cop Yao for, for making another platform for the artists in the city are you on that album? Uh, yeah 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 yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm about to be on another album with them just now too Bless. Sweet. Yeah, and shout out Hip Hop Heads Hip Hop Heads you know what he does he's a uh, what are those? Uh, he's pretty much like an investor. So he invests in the artist and then he'll pay for like music videos, the studio, and he has a lot of ideas and concepts. What's trying to build hip hop heads oh, on, 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 on IG. That's pretty dope. He's trying to build like a, um, and he's a cool guy. He doesn't want nothing in return. He's just trying to look out for the youth, you know, trying he to put a platform out there. He's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to grow. Exactly, Fuck grants. You know? Let me just be the guy. So he that, sees the potential. He's like, you know, yeah. if I can help out, as, uh, that's dope. whatever way I can help out, he's the type of guy to just do it for free, you know? That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah, that's why I fuck with him. Shout out DWAP. Shout out Loki. Go up. Keep doing your thing, my nigga. Me and him have a tune coming out soon, too. Blast. And yeah. Shout out Ottawa. Shout out Ottawa, man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, we forgot to say this at the start, but like, like. follow, subscribe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Follow me on follow me on IG, FTG underscore Reggie. Us, too. Yeah. You, <laughs> my DG, Snapchat. W Entertainment. We're not at FTG underscore Reggie. That's not our <laughs> You guys can catch me on Snap YSL underscore Reggie. That's why I post all my, my snippets and like whenever I promos, like I'm doing shows and shit. And yeah. Yeah, man, we'll catch you at Cranium. You see that? Yeah, but let's turn this back again sometime. Oh, sure, sure. I'm down about it. <laughs> Cheers, you know, Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
Peace out. Peace. Get it.